Long past the hour for quitting labor, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognized nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular Masons, irregular Masons, co-Masons, Canadian Masons, or Internet wannabe Masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after lodge banter. Welcome to After Lodge, episode number 85, the number one Masonic podcast coming out of this lodge. Which is That's right. This lodge. Hot competition right there. Well, they didn't know this was the only Masonic podcast coming out of this lodge. You made that fact apparent. The killjoy you see. The party pooper here. Is that fun? Yeah. The first killjoy you heard. Bob twitched a little bit. After Lodge, Sensation, After Lodge, Harlan, The Second Killjoy, Marshall ain't even talked yet, Worshipful Producer, Bruce, Aww. the only person I'm still happy with this morning is also here, Ass Producer, Marshall. Good morning, I love you too, Jason. I wouldn't love, kind of strong, I said I that I'm happy you. with. Oh, you, I love you. You forgot the, uh, the right Worshipful, you love, like, Grand Censor. Can't stop him from loving you. <laughs> He loves my bomb. He loves my legs. Sounded a little broke back mountain. I could, I can almost hear. I, I just wish I could quit you there for a second. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna respond. Stick in the mud, purple people eater. He's not cool. Overseer at all. of all things after lodge. Oh, good. I'm glad your he's friend a and, for that one. and ours. He's not my friend. Hi, Bob. And he's not gonna say anything like he does. Every week. Mm, I've caught him on mic before. Mm, one day I hope he has to get one of those electronic voice box thingies. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> just because I think it'd be funny. Brotherly uh, love is what that is. Just wow. for him to walk around. Oh, my name is Bob. Then he'll just wow. talk even less. Is that why you always blow smoke in his direction? I think he'd talk more. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think he'd talk more. I'd talk more if I had one of those. So would I. You got an electric Sweet. kazoo, dude. Why the f*** wouldn't you? Right. Get the pad, because we're two minutes in, and I've already... I don't even think it's two screwed minutes. ...screwed the pooch. I oh, get the pad. I just said screwed the pooch. That's definitely not allowable. <laughs> Bestiality is not allowable on this show. Uh, sorry, Bob. Uh, Harlena? How was your week, buddy? Harlena? Yeah, why are we here? That's his street name. Like, you mean today? I just didn't. In the lodge, or why are people here in general? Uh, 
It was all right. It was, what is uh, our purpose? It was hell like it usually is every week. Uh, discovered I didn't want to be a lawyer long after I became one. Uh, but You it, discovered you didn't want to be a lawyer like your second year in law school. I, I did, and it was too late. You were chip committed. Spent too much money. And, that was long yeah, after. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we ended all right, though. I got to spend some time with my wife Friday. I haven't been able to do that in a while. and then uh, With the baby or without the baby? Well, I mean, she was asleep. And then I uh, Does, is that code for <laughs> no that's, marital relations? Because uh, no, the baby no. was asleep that's, and he got to spend time with his wife. After the for, talk I had with the chaplain last night about his marital relations, I, yeah. I can't tell anymore. Mm. That's that's code for <laughs> we good. we watched a movie. Um, what did y'all watch? Was uh, it good? Was it a we romantic saw the comedy? Sequel to Divergent, which wasn't as great as the original. Um, anyway, she's a big fan of those. Yep, there was there's that. Hi, Jazz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, that was like a yeah I, yeah. I acknowledge you. Well, you didn't introduce her, so well, she's not gonna be on mic, are okay. you? Uh, she's quieter than Bob. She, she, yeah, she can't even say no. <laughs> and then uh, I got to hang out with the kids Saturday. I got to come to lodge and hang out with you, Yahoos and Yahoos. Yeah, and then I uh, that was a damn party. I had after party. lodge last night for the first time in a long time. Even though it was just myself and uh, some guy who's not even a member of this lodge, but you know it worked. He's a but hold on. We were all here till like we were latest. I was here past ten. Yeah, I was here till eleven. I went home early last night. Almost I had a good week. Two hours after lodge. Well, that's because lodge closed at eight o'clock. Well, that's you know that's neither here nor there. Tony uh, was supposed to go home. Yes, Tony so that, stayed to talk about Donald Trump instead of. Yeah, oh he yeah, a, he had a yeah. rendezvous scheduled his life. He was supposed to wife. He was supposed to be home by nine thirty, or it wasn't happening. <laughs> and then he sends her a text <laughs> at nine thirty-five. Our relations still happening? Uh, and she's like, "Nope." I said nine thirty, and he's like, "I'm on my way right now. I got to stop by McDonald's. You don't want anything, do you?" To which she actually wanted something, just I think because she knew what he was doing to make him go to McDonald's, which he didn't want to go to. Yeah. He was just saying that so he could say, oh, I was at Big Thomas for like 30 minutes. Yeah. He could yeah. sit around here and talk about Donald Trump more. <laughs> that guy's been coming up way too much in our After Lodge discussions. Donald Trump, how could you not talk about Donald Trump? I, I don't know. It's a car wreck on the side of the road, dude. you got to stop because and watch. that's what he wants you to do. I'm fine yeah, with that. It's, it's like he wins. He's winning. <laughs> He's winning. That's Charlie Sheen, by the way. That's, that's what we're trying to stop, Jason. I don't care if he's winning. He doesn't. He's not seriously running for president. Really? It's amusing. I'm going to play this for you when he wins. Oh, I'll move to Canada because really? the, cause the <laughs> next president of the United States, if Donald Trump wins, is going to be Hector Camacho, whatever, from Idiocracy. He's going to be a professional wrestler. Maybe John Cena, perhaps The Rock. And then I'll just have to move. Mm. You know, you say this. Or I'll get is in the, the Rock eligible? Or I'll get in. Yeah, you say born this. in America. Nobody, I don't know. Miami? Nobody has of yet been able to tell me how Donald Trump would be substantially different from Barack Obama, George Bush, Bill Clinton, George Bush, Ronald Reagan. I could keep drawing the, the list backwards, but I lost two out Reagan. It's anyway. just, right, right, it's hold, just, hold on for a yeah. second. We need to go back. How do you know The Rock was born in Miami? Uh, How do you know that much about The Rock? <laughs> do you know he was born in Miami? He um, smelled what The Rock was cooking. I, I need to know how he I mean, I can this. actually tell you. Go ahead. Because he was on uh, overnights here. There used to be a local guy who did an overnight show instead of a syndicated overnight show. Here, where, like our city? In our city, yeah. Okay. So it was like an overnight AM radio show, and when I was working third shift, he was in town for something. And this guy had seen him at a restaurant and said, hey, when you want to come hang? And he just come up to like the radio station and like hung out and did the overnight with this dude. 
and was really good and just like they had just like normal conversations about whatever topics the dude had up and he talked about growing up in Miami it must have been a really good episode for you to remember. And his dad, it was just really weird because it was like a local guy, and this guy was in town for, I guess, the wrestling gig or something like that. Try to pretend like you weren't super into right. to wrestling. Um, no, not since the '80s when Hulkamania was running wild. I uh-huh. no. Did did it hurt when you had to peel the uh, Macho Man sticker off your car? Yes. No, he never peeled that off. It's not there oh, anymore. I think I brought this up on the show before. You guys know he put out a rap album. No. Macho yes. Man Randy Sanders. Sanders? Yeah, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not Sanders. Sanders. That's his uh, likable alter ego. He just combined his two favorite it's things, not, not wrestling and fried macho. chicken. Or <laughs> Randy. Savage. Did I say Sanders? I did. You said okay, Sanders. Sorry. Anyway, I, you Colonel can, Randy Sanders. <laughs> you can tell how familiar I am with uh, with professional sense. wrestling. No, but it was just really cool that like it was just kind of like a random thing, and like he just sat in there and talked about like whatever like local topics, and he was like a really kind of smart and intelligent guy, and he stayed up all night talking with his radio guy. He's a smart dude. And then he broke a chair on his head. No, he, like never like did he go into the. Can you smell what the rocks cooking? Like it was intelligent discussion. I was impressed. Yeah, I feel like that would have been disappointing if that's I was all you. character. Yeah, I know that, but I'm talking about like no, it was. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. James. He was smarter than the average guy on the street. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, he found out how to make a lot of money lame. pretending to jump off wires and kick people. Well, apparently his dad like played per for like Miami. Dolphins or something? He played for some big know. football You're the one know. who knows his whole history. This was yeah. like 12 years ago, too. That's how much it impressed me. <laughs> that like It made me like him so much. Like When a movie came out that even looked like remotely like something I would watch that he was on, I would, I would watch he's, the movie. I mean, he's not a terrible actor, either. He's okay. I mean, except for that I new car like movie. maybe we were that. better off with the Donald Trump talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if it was a choice, if it was a choice between the two, I would vote for The Rock before I voted for Trump. Yeah, I, I would too. He could probably help get the uh, Gatorade out to the fields <laughs> in, in larger quantities. You see, he's still mad about getting beat up by the football team when he was in high school. You feel that? You feel that butt hurt coming off of him? Mm. Just can't let it go, can he? Harlan, your failures as a water boy don't need to reflect on this show, sir. I was I your was mom wouldn't let you boy. play football because football was evil. We know. Mm-hmm. Hey, why is alligators so honoring? Because they got so many teeth and no toothbrush. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to whatever we were talking about before. Nothing. No, we were talking about something. When I said something. Gatorade out to the fields, by the way, I was talking about to water the crops because it has what plants need. Mm, it's I think got that joke is not entirely it's in what the wrong plants direction. Carry. It's, what, it's what, yeah. I'm going I thought he meant take them out to the football you're, players. Yeah, you're, you're mm, yeah. That's smart. Ah. Sorry, Harlan, I didn't. I get you. I'm gonna get in the time machine. You brought machine. up the movie. I'm gonna get in the time machine. Go back in the past so I can it get was, that joke. It now. was your movie reference. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was trying to go. I can only say going. I'm sorry so many times. Yeah, Anybody want some Starbucks? My pants get a little shorter every time you say it. Oh shit! It's upgrade. He gonna get his money. <sighs> so Marshall, two D's for a double dose of his pimp game. You know it. So Marshall, how was your week? Well, as of now, I'm regretting coming over here this morning. <laughs> you should have known that was going to happen, though. Uh, it's kind of on you. This is just different to be honest with you. from Sunday every week, how? Oh, Lord have mercy. Marshall comes over here, he's all happy, and by the time he leaves, he's just shaking his head and muttering <laughs> to himself. Five minutes into the show, he's like, what did I do again? 
Nah. I mean, they're all a bunch of morons. You'd think one of them would have a brain cell to rub together, but no. Every one of them's a freaking moron. They're so smart outside of the show, but you turn the mics on, they come dumb. Said nobody <laughs> ever <laughs> in this lodge. Yeah, no, no, no. no my week was pretty good. It's uh, fought with my boss, which is always a good time. Did he smell what you were cooking? Uh, no, that's enough. No more. <laughs> no more rock on this show. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> did you, what, did you open that truck on his Rudy Poo candy ass? Come on. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. So who won? Uh, ultimately, he'll, you know, ultimately, he'll win. He is the boss in yeah. a long enough timeline. And, uh, so he's already screwed me the last two weeks. I'm sure I'll get screwed the next two weeks. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, Marshall, if you good, could, uh, what bosses do. if you could go ahead and uh, just take this like a man, uh, that'd be great. Thanks. That'd be great. <laughs> anyway. It is what it is. <clears throat> nope. Don't even do it. Um, no. But how, no. No. Jason? Do you have some mackerel cakes instead of tuna? How was your week? week? Is that, uh... I did have crab cakes once this week. No, I was count? thinking mackerel cakes. I had crabs once this week. Yeah. I get it. But <laughs> only once? Crabs every day this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only once? Just one day. I got shampoo day two. Oh, okay. Cured it right up. And those combs are rough. I just shaved. Oh. Shampoo and then shaved. Like the little comb that comes with the with the decon package, that little fine-tooth comb. Decon? Decon? Yeah. Are you killing You're lice with rat poison? on yourself. Well, not decon the brand, like decontamination. <laughs> ah, screw you guys. <laughs> That explains a lot, actually. I know those pellets taste like cheese, but please don't eat them. <laughs> I put them on my ice cream. <laughs> actually, that sounds kind of delicious. It does. <laughs> so much ice cream. Wow. Uh, anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, my week. Uh, yeah, Jason, tell us about your week. Uh, Go ahead. I mean, it's just. I mean, like my car got destroyed. Tell like us about it. A semi-truck's tire blew up, like, right next to me, and it was a recap, so the recap just ate through my car. Like, both fenders, hood, nose piece, radiator, turbo condenser, turbo, wheel well. Just, just be happy you didn't die. To the other. You could have died. Really, Amy's friend's dad's the one whose body... Yeah, I know, that's complicated. Dad's body shop's who I took it to. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, if this, this tire had been, like, another, like, half a foot up when you hit it, it would have probably come through the windshield and hurt you really bad or killed you. See? And he's like, so you're kind of lucky. See, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, do you see my car? This show would have been there's, a little worse off today. Yeah, you, you got to take a you gotta take a gratitude approach <laughs> Just to these little, things. Like, you're an asshole. Yeah, my car's wrecked, but I'm still alive. You know, you got to take that positive approach. And but your then, car's wrecked. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's just hard to it's hard to look on the bright side when I'm looking at, like, my baby mm-hmm. car sitting there just freaking demolished from one end to the other. Tore up the skid plate under the bottom. I mean, she sacrificed herself to keep you huh? safe. I don't suppose the truck stopped. I don't even, He probably didn't even know. Nah. It was a back tire on a trailer. That was the fifth tire he's blown today. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's, so screw it. <laughs> I don't stop. 
I just when, you, when, when you explode a car next to you and it peels out sideways and dies well, in the it was, of the highway. I was on my way to I mean, work, it, it, so. It's not something I could help. I mean, it's not yeah. like, you know, hey, you know, get up next to me. Let me blow my tire so we screw you up. No, I mean, it just, it just one thing. I happen. know you got a button inside. This <laughs> four-wheeler's <laughs> pissing me off. <laughs> He's got 16 buttons. No, no, I don't do that. I just come over <laughs> on top of you. Oh, okay. You just kill me for sure. Got uh, it. Well, I just get your attention real quick. Oh, okay. It. What if I'm texting? <laughs> what if we, what if we wind up dying? <laughs> well, there's no, there's no we winding up dying in this picture. He, The truck driver is going to be fine. Yeah, were, you, no, were you passing him on the right? There's there's physics at yeah. play there. Oh, That's, you were passing him on the right. Well, See? To See? be fair, though, there there was a buddy truck driver of his in the fast lane. I couldn't pass, and they were both doing five miles under. I couldn't pass on the left. There so was, there were three lanes. Yeah, and the truck driver that was in the truck driver that was in the fast lanes committing a third lane violation. He ain't supposed well, to be it, over. It depends on where he's at. If you're within city limits, there's no rub, there's no restriction. It was down by where I live. Is that? Yeah, that's not down in the city. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was between this exit and that exit. The the restriction ends right there at the county line. Yep. So, well, he may not have known. Well, no, he's going into the city. He ain't coming out of the city. So, I don't know. He's Whatever. just an idiot. It, well, it could have been he thought he could pass that dude, and then he couldn't because there's a little bit of a hill there. I don't know. And then the insurance companies asked me, "Did you get his, uh, you know, license plate number?" What? When I was trying not to die, I thought an IED had went off beside of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let me get out my pen and paper while I'm trying to safely stop my vehicle and write down. Oh, he's already gone. Hmm. So then uh, Friday night, I'm sitting in the chair, playing a little Counter Strike Geo. <laughs> Just chilling. Not particularly doing anything that would require any, uh, I don't know, strength in my mouth. And my tooth all of a sudden feels weird. And then a flash of pain goes through my jaw. Pretty much. Tooth cracked right in freaking half, dude. Like right down the middle. Like just half of it fell off. And it's like, oh, that pain I feel is exposed nerve to the air. So I want to know what you've been doing that's caused all this buildup of bad karma. I have no idea. Made all these I think I pissed off some Greek god. Poseidon. Either that. The worst god. Did you ever think maybe uh, I'm like Job? Maybe it's just a no. test of character? No. <laughs> Not a chance. Nope. No, that thought never even kind of entered my brain. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm glad to know in one of the worst weeks of my life, I've got my brothers here to back me up, asshole. Oh, we're here to back you up. It's just no one compared you to Job. Well, I'm just saying you're automatically thinking I deserve all this. Mm. Yes. Maybe <laughs> just sometimes bad things happen to good people for no particular reason. Did you ever think about that? No. Two events that close together. It's, well, if you also uh, remember, I mean, my wife's car is still not back because of the scamage they're pulling over there with a girl cut in front of her and now there's people in the car who weren't in the car and mm-hmm. they've got a TV lawyer. You know, the kind of TV lawyer that advertises during Judge Judy so yep. you know that they're like just the scum of the earth. Yeah. So that's happening. That's I'll get you the money that you deserve. Call now. $10,000 today. Yep. Yep. <laughs> money in your hand. You pay nothing unless we win or settle your case. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Call the heavy hitter. Yeah. Sorry, man. I, there's nothing left to do at this point than laugh about it. Like you did for you. I'm talking about for you. It's healthy. At some point, you just got to snap and just. 
If I didn't think that tooth would pull anymore, dude. The absurdity of the whole thing. It's hurting so bad. When I was like probably 14, I went to bed and my dad had a pair of vice grips in his mouth. And when I woke up the next day, there was a pair of vice grips and a bloody tooth on the mantle. Mm. And I never really understood how a man could do that, but that thing was hurting so bad Friday. That, that if you had had vice grips. If I thought it wouldn't break when I put the vi- more so when right. I put the vice grips on it, I'd have probably went in and tried pulling it myself. That would have been a lot worse if it had, though. If it yeah. broke more, yeah, yeah. That would have been a bad plan oh, if yeah. that broke more, yeah. Although my dad swore about it, so it hurt way less than when the dentist pulled it because he did it slowly. I don't know what the hell that means, but all it taught me is I'm I not going like to mess with my had, dad. Had drank a few before he did it, though, which probably didn't really. No, this is this was during that like two years sober period of his life where he would, like actually went to meetings and shit. Now, when you say sober, I mean he was actually going to meetings. He was really sober for like two years, and then he started pulling his own teeth out, and then he started drinking again. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one's worse. A changed man. I can't see how one of those is related to the other. Uh, I'm just saying, in the period when he pulled his teeth out was the period he was also sober. Mm. So I, I don't uh, know. some serious withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, All right. Okay. So glad y'all is had that it. Any, that. Anything else? No. Yeah, just life sucks. You know. Life sucks. Then you die. Yeah. That's. Would you do me a favor? Would you run in the kitchen, in the back kitchen, and in that refrigerator, bring me a Diet Mountain Dew? What? What? He refused to answer. What? She said, I, st- I still haven't asked you how your week was, and you refused to answer. So, Bruce, how was your week? Did you just shake your it fist at her? He, he I did. did. He did. She knew I, w- I wanted to skip that. Well, I don't, don't want to skip That's it. That's not why he's here. I don't have anything to talk about. Thank you, Harlan. He tries being an enigma. Yeah. I'm not, his... though. I'm just that's, boring. That's how he gets the ladies, though. Oh, oh come on. Oh. Dude. Party foul. Sorry, I'm on hydrocodone, man. I'm going to hit a Dude. few mics today. So, I uh, had an interesting encounter last weekend uh, after the, the show was over. Uh, no, those are usually not very interesting. It's kind of scripted. And, yeah. Here's now, the, the money. Uh, I got a call from a uh, brother at this lodge that, that's one of the guys that runs the local funeral home. We oh, get these yeah. calls from time to time about, uh, you know, hey, uh, there's a brother that's died here and uh, his lodge is somewhere else. And can you guys do a courtesy funeral? Because, you know, we're right next to the funeral home. We're like less yeah. than a mile away. And, and that guy's a member of this lodge yeah. who works there. So, so this guy um, that had died was a member over in Ohio. And. Anyway, one of the guys that, that he knew, he knew a lot of people around here. Um, and so we get the call Sunday where someone's concerned that he may not be paid up or in good standing. I got in the his call. This is how out of loop this guy is. I got the call because he thought I was still secretary. Yes. Yeah, he found that out. So anyway, nobody can get a hold of the Grand Lodge over there because we don't know. Maybe they've got a different rule. Because, like, in our jurisdiction. Yeah. The way it works is if if you're in good standing when you die and your family wants it, you're entitled to last rights. In the back, back kitchen? No, it's it's going to be in the front one. Where? Uh, one we, we, we have two fridges. Yeah. You looked in all of them. <laughs> oh, you have failed me. Is there anything to drink? There's like a regular Mountain Dew and two 
hold on a second. No, don't worry about it. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, just, no, just you've made let's a big stop deal, man. the it's entire the show for Jason. Don't Jason, there's we'll, one we'll, right we'll, we'll put it on pause. There's one right there and one right yes. there. Uh, the right there in front. Yes, that's what I was saying. Right in front, table. they're saying there's one. By the steam table. By the steam table. Okay. Got to get Jason his Mountain Dew fix. Anyway, our jurisdiction's got the rule. <laughs> if, well, I'm, if I'm you're, parched. I, talking. If, if you die and you're a member in good standing, your family wants it, you're entitled to Masonic a Masonic funeral. But if you're not in good standing, it's at the master's discretion whether or not you get one. But he was concerned. Now, this is if you're suspended for non-payment, not if you've been expelled. Well, yes. I think even still it's at the master's discretion. I'm not sure. I had to look that up. But the thought was maybe another jurisdiction, like Ohio, because they do everything else wrong. They do everything wrong. Is that maybe they've got a rule that says if you're not in good standing, you can't have one. And the last thing we want to do is this funeral service in their name and then cause a a multi-state incident. Yes. So I spent Sunday on the phone. Then I've got my district uh, Oompa Loompa yeah. all over my butt, and God knows I don't need that anymore than what I've already got it. Yep. So we uh, we get on the phone, oh, I got those we crabs. end up going through the Grand Lodge, and, and long story short, uh, our Grand Lodge decided that this isn't the time to be trying to figure that out and to do the funeral. So we did it. <laughs> now, I didn't know this guy, but he's a pretty big figure locally. So we get over to the funeral home to do this service, and, and there's there's got to be a thousand people there. Like it's oh really? I, you couldn't find a place to park. I mean, it's it, it was every bit as packed as as when Billy was there. I mean, it was, and, and there are bikers everywhere and so on. Because this guy owned like the local tavern that everyone's. A oh, big it fan was of. that guy. Yeah, no, it was that. Turns guy. out he's an Irishman too, because like his buddies were there with their Irish accents, and they all like immigrated mm. here from Ireland. True pikeys, you say? Yeah. Well, so of course he owned the tavern. I mean that 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 was just so. If you're Irish. What else are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, but I kind of wish I'd known the guy now, because there was uh, I just. Half the town was there. <clears throat> well, he's a super nice guy. Yeah, really people. Um, that's anyway. The reason I bring that up is is the Masonic angle of Are there jurisdictions where like you can't give someone a Masonic funeral if they haven't paid their dues? I think so. Is that a, is that a real thing? I know one of the things we've come across here is uh, if somebody dies when they're EA or a fellowcraft that have never moved on to get their MM. And then their families requested the funeral. And it's like, yeah. uh, that's, I, I, mm. that's been the rule here for at least a decade is that, that they're, an entered apprentice is entitled to a funeral just as much as a master mason, assuming he was in good standing. I don't think it's been a decade. Apply. I think it's been the past five years or so. It's been since before I was here. Okay, maybe I'm just really old then. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember whenever that situation was a thing. I also remember when they couldn't attend in regalia they could attend the funeral of course but they couldn't oh well that's still a rule staying in line like even if an entered apprentice is receiving the last rites are you it's sure it's only master i Mason's. thought it got changed to where as long as they wore their apron appropriately they could nah that's no, that would be the first like i've heard of it it's mm, it's master masons wrong. only but you can confer the last rites on an entered apprentice or a fellow craft if so, they're in good standing they're entitled to that because they're members of the fraternity so anyway, when they finally got around to um, getting in touch with Ohio, getting back in touch with us, Ohio's rule is um, 
they will give a Masonic funeral if the family requests it. They won't bring it up, but if the family requests it, then they get it. Which I think is a smart mm-hmm. rule, because that dude's dead. He's not going to jump yeah. out of the coffin and pay his dues. The only person you're hurting is the family. And then if you tell him you can't because he hasn't paid his dues, it's like saying, sorry, this dude that just died you love that you want to have this awesome funeral for? Yeah, he's a deadbeat. I mean, it just makes sense to me. Uh, I, I, I enjoy the way we do it with leaving discretion with the master because uh, there are fewer and fewer things that are that way anymore. Yeah, but if the family asks for it, I don't think there's any way you should say no. Uh, but there might be. It, it Like what? <clears throat> I don't know. That's why think it's in of, the discretion of the master. Think of an imaginary hypothetical situation where you as the master would say no to a family asking for you to do the funeral service for uh, somebody that was a brother who's suspended for whatever reason. Uh, some guy that got ran out of here because no one could stand him. I still don't care. Matter of fact, I'd do that funeral more so than another one. Everybody was glad he was dead. Yeah. Well, that or like, look, I, you're not punishing that dude anymore. That dude's dead. Well, no, but you're you're gonna cause the family grief when you agree to do this, and it's you and the master just shows up and there's no one from the lodge there well you've got to get your officers there yeah look dude we had plenty show up for the dude who i mean allegedly we had in a hypothetical lodge that's not us who sent us a letter we had plenty show up for the dude who shot his wife and then himself oh yeah that that happened i mean there was still a bunch of people there for that about that but yeah he was kind of a murderer yeah well allegedly (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, there's no allegedly about it. I, I, okay, that dude was my tax guy too. Do y'all know that? Yeah, like like okay, he was never convicted of it because you can't convict a dead man. Yeah, but if he would lived, like if the, it had missed like the part of his brain he needed to live, if it had entered his brain, did like a Fight Club, shot out his jaw, yeah, then he wouldn't have been competent to stand trial and just and killed the part. Still be alleged. <laughs> He's a lawyer. What do you want? How did you expect this to go? I don't know. I, it's kind of on me. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, look, even if it's a guy we hate, even if it's a guy that had no business being a Mason, mm-hmm. you're not hurting him anymore by not doing his Masonic funeral. Funerals are never for the people that are in the casket. They're for everyone else that's still around. If he is a guy that caused wounds in your lodge, it'll bring closure to your lodge for those brothers who show up. It'll bring some kind of comfort to the family, possibly. Maybe, except when they hear us back in the the, the funeral home lodge room, like Giggling. playing cards and and doing our little dance. Well, like, you know like, what? Everybody was glad he was dead. You know what? You should have enough respect. Not to do that there. You come back to the lodge and have the party. Yeah, there's some people I don't know that could be helped. I mean, you don't walk up to the funeral home skipping, singing "Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead." I mean, come on. Yeah, I know, dude. I, I'm trying to tap it so it doesn't explode in my face. Can you do it like further from the mic or something? Is it? Are you high? Yes. Okay. I'm, dude. I took two pain pills so I can be here today. I know. That's that's why I said that. <laughs> Oh, you shook that up good. I think you did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, why are we here? Do you want the existential answer? or 
Because our fans were right if Do we don't put out it? a show. That's why I'm afraid of our fran- fans. Some of them are cops and shit. They can find out where we live and come to our house. Yeah, too many of them know already. Mm. Some of them know what town. Some of them could look up our address. Some of them have been here. The past master would fly here with his frequent flyer miles and shock us with a selfie taser. Yeah. Here, hold this and push this button. <laughs> selfie taser. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got Jack with that maglite taser That's scary. thing. That, that, is, that thing is frightening. If yeah. I didn't know Jack so well, I'd think he might be a serial killer. Yeah. I want to know where to get one of those. Though. It was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. I bet he got it. I bet he got it. It was a maglite with a taser on the end of it. It was fantastic. So we uh, <sighs> we got yeah. some uh, some topics here, and the chaplain's not here to sidetrack us. So, he is. Uh, uh, where's he at? In the city of brotherly and love. So, yeah, he went. Yeah. He went down to Philly um, to hang out with Mitos and Soulfire, the Asian sensation. Which I heard some disturbing news about him. Oh yeah, he's moving out to Clandy Land. <laughs> what <laughs> is that a thing? I didn't. I didn't know that. Soulfire. <clears throat> they have their own amusement park. He's moving out to Clandy Land. He's he's going to California to be an Asian stereotype. I didn't know. That oh, was like that. every other Asian in this country. Yeah. So we we talked about that last night. Was uh is he flying there or is he going to build a railroad on the way out he's there? He's building a railroad as he goes so he can meet all of the stereotypes. I don't uh, think he'll make it. They did not fare well. I don't know. He uh, he might be the woo though. Yeah, uh, he, he might, might be the it. woo and not the you know general worker. He's he's got a lot of extra stamina because of the white guy sandwich he's got going on That's today. True. So, um, um, yeah. He's up there with, uh, with my toast and the chaplain. So far, if you need, though, I'll be your swearing to your woo. I can cuss good. Uh, I was, yeah, in my mind, talking about Chinese railroad workers, I can't get uh, that guy from Kung Fu out of my head. Huh? That, that like, 80s series that was on TV? No, nah, it was, like, the 70s, uh, dude, because I never it saw was. it. Maybe the 60s. I, I don't know. Come on, David Carradine? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah the best thing right. he was ever in was in Kill Bill. Moving out west, one railroad tie at a time. <laughs> Never watched that show. Uh, I mean, I, I I did, but it was like just whenever it was on, like on so Nigga Nine or something. I never really caught. Like, How old are it, you? it was a series, so I never caught most of it because it's like, oh, this is on, and then you watch it, but you don't really know what's going on or who's who. But maybe it was on opposite the Dukes of Hazard. That's maybe. why I never saw it. Could have been. That's a show to see. Absolutely. Just a couple of good old boys. Mm. Never meaning no harm. <laughs> Been in trouble with the law since the day they were born. How is that not an interesting show? Because we live it. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, I would totally be both. It's Jason's family theme song, man. That's why he knows it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw. I have said does before, make, uh, I do make, wish Wailing Jennings would narrate my life. Does that make uh, Bob Sheriff Roscoe? Is that the... Right, he is Roscoe Pico Train. Mm. And Tony is a uh, boss, boss hog. hog. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, Think course. about it. He's a politician. Yes, He's know. all the time wearing pure white suits. He, he does do that a lot. He's kind of big. Yeah. He, he does wear big suits, it's white fitting. suits. Yes. 
I thought it was because he was a pimp when I first met him. Turns out, oh. it's, he makes he a just, point of doing it the meeting after Labor Day too. It's uh, <laughs> hangs onto his lapels and rocks <laughs> back and forth. Anyway. He couldn't wear a white suit. He spills ice cream on everything he wears. <laughs> That's why he only eats vanilla. <laughs> That's not why, but we can't get into that. Um, Are you trying to say Brother Chaplin is an ice cream racist? Speaking Among other him, things. Speaking of him, last night while wearing his chaplain's regalia, sitting in the chaplain's chair about 30 seconds before the gavel comes down, he says, uh, why don't you go screw yourself to someone sitting on the sidelines? Wasn't that what it was? I think that was after Lodge. No, this no. was before. He said something as one of the old guys, the visitors, commented about, I, I don't know how I feel about the chaplain saying yeah. that. Like a guy oh, I've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah. before, and I was like, I, that's our chaplain. Did mm-hmm. your chaplain not do that? Right. <laughs> we have a choice to have something other than that? There's a different kind? <laughs> it's part of the job. He did not stick around long once Lodge closed. Yeah, he he disappeared quite fast. The, the visiting types really do. You talking about the guy that was over here, yeah. who, who was grumping the entire meeting every uh, single yes. time that yeah. any one of us did something that wasn't done the way I guess he did it. Yes. Don't care. That's a past master thing. Nope, they bail out of here. That's how it works. Uh, mostly because coming to the after lodge lodge is a shocking experience mm-hmm. for a lot of people if oh, you've yeah. never been here. Yeah, because we have fun. He didn't. We're serious when we're supposed. To, yeah, you're not supposed he, to have there fun. There was no fun. You're not supposed to have fun. He shook his head every time one of us mm. had fun. They're having fun. Is this the same guy that was talking about the uh, hoodwinking women? Yes, probably that guy. I hoodwink women. I don't, What's I don't know. Our, our, That's the point. Our senior past master makes that joke quite a bit too. So I don't I'm get it. Sure. What's going on? Yeah. I mean, I do it as part of my, you know, personal life, not That's as a lodge relation. Yeah. And he's wanting to complain about the chaplain saying the shit he was saying? Really? He was talking about his BDSM lifestyle. Uh, I think it went a little farther than that is the joke he was making. Oh, dude, he was talking some crazy stuff, dude. Yeah. But he's not not the chaplain, to be fair, though. No, but he wants to complain about what the chaplain said. I don't know whether he's really complaining or whether he was trying to make a joke. Yeah. I mean, it may have just come off wrong. It's that curmudgeon old past master's curse. It may have just you... been like we saw a dude who was like 60 plus and said something kind of snide, so we assumed he was really upset and when maybe he wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I really don't care. But I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put any more thought into it than what I just said right then. Well, uh, that's a routine occurrence, though. We get visitors. Some people come, and they're like, Ugh. And, then and then we they... never see them again, and some people are like, you guys are awesome. They never leave. I'd say we half of our attendance on a Saturday night is guys that aren't members of this lodge, but they make heard. it a point to be here. Some of them every show up Saturday. They've heard from other people. Is this the lodge? It, is this yeah. that lodge? Got no, the we've rolling got, papers. We got those. Like we got those. <laughs> <laughs> and we the got flower those, those two tables in the dining room. It's that same group of old guys that are past yeah. masters of like different lodges in the area, but they're here every meeting. Yeah. And this is this is the place they want they. Other things they could be doing on a Saturday night, and they're like, "No, we're going out with those guys." That's uh, they've all been here so much; they've all been made honorary past well, master yeah. or honorary members over the years, just because well, we're so like we you're here all the introducing time. Introducing them, yeah, <laughs> it's like you're an honorary member, you get to stay seated. Yeah. And that's uh, that that saved half the meeting. I, I love how our master. I'm gonna go ahead and bring this up because I don't think he listens to the show anymore. I love how our master when he's uh, introducing. Uh, visitors ask for their name and rank. Oh, I keep makes, asking. That makes Tony so mad. Have you ever talked to Tony? Dude, about it upsets oh. me too. I keep waiting on him to say in serial number afterwards too. 
<laughs> One time I'm going to stand up and, and tell him, Sergeant in the Kiss Army. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that, Arlen? You like I don't know. It? I kept waiting on one of our visitors who's a veteran of some sort to stand up and be like, I'm Bob so-and-so, Lieutenant Colonel Retired U.S. Army. <laughs> wow. Must have been a pilot. I didn't think we had any colonels uh, in here. Uh, we've got... Well, I don't know if we have an R-Lodge. There's a... Uh, That's what I'm... In- oh, of course he's got to bring up that lodge. Mm. The Jew Lodge. There are no Jews in that lodge. You're, you're thinking... No, you're right. Well, well, uh, I'm not talking about lodge names. Because uh, we're retarded. I, yeah, come on. How many lodges do you think are named in the United States, though? I don't know. I guarantee you there's three in this county. Well, I was getting ready to name the, the, the local Jewish... The one that is the, the local Jew. Jewish lodge, and then I was like, I better not. Like, there, there's... Yeah, there was... That's sad, because the last Jewish member in that lodge died last year, and so... They've still got all the trappings, their pen, their lodge pen, still covered in Hebrew writing, but it's... Maybe you should do... There's none uh, of them left. Maybe you should do well, number I over. would, but you go there and there's like three guys. It's it's one of those old lodges that's just kind of waning away. So... So it's really not waxing, it's waning? Yes. I mean, they, they meet in the Scottish Rite Temple like every other lodge that goes to... That's getting ready to go to Funk? Yeah. Yeah. Well, except for the big... Lodge that's named for our town, and that one meets in that building, and it's huge. So. Yeah, but I think that was they met there because it was the only building in town that would hold them. Maybe, yeah. It's it's. Big I don't lodge. think that was necessity. I think that was or necessity due to money. I think that was in members. I think that was necessity due to room. Mm-hmm. Unless they wanted to build a shrine complex. Speaking of the shrine, oh, oh yeah, we're doing this first. Yes. Why not? Great. We Mostly because I can't wait to get to uh, my favorite past grandmaster's comment in a thread, which is fantastic. Harley, would you like to give the overview? Because you got all kinds of karma and con- I, con- I did. link karma I, for putting I put this on the this, sub. I put this link up on the sub. talked about last because night. He was very excited. It wasn't there. I didn't know what link karma was. Sure, you didn't. And then uh, I, I went and figured it out when I saw that number climbing up. Uh, so this I is, got five now. This is one of the uh, most active threads this week. I'm actually pulling it up. That's also why he started making the show post in our subreddit, so I get leaked karma for that too. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, that's that's, that's why you did it, didn't why it? Why I did yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm a little pissed. He does it before so, me now. <laughs> well, you want to post and edit the show? Go right ahead. No, it's okay. I'll pass. Yeah. So uh, this was a an order. I'll just mod delete yours and put a new one up. <laughs> From uh, uh, Noble Jack H. Jones. What, wait, no, that's the recorder. Uh, Jerry G. Nat Gant. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about the shrine. I mean, for some people the, who don't want a Confederate flag no more, they sure got some good old boy last names yeah, up in there. The uh, Imperial Potentate of Shrine International. That sounds a whole lot like Grand Dragon. Uh, maybe. So, he sent out this order and said that... Uh, let me just get to the get straight to the point. Uh, he altered the he used the powers in the Shrine Bylaws to make his prohibition that no noble in his capacity as a member of Shriners International 
or club, unit, organization of nobles or affiliated or appendant organizations of Shriners International shall display any Confederate battle flag or any image that reasonably can be construed as a reference to the Confederate battle flag in Shrine or civic parades, temple activities, or in Shrine or non-Shrine public whoa, 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 appearances. Whoa, 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 whoa. Does that mean I can no longer wear my South Will Rise Again t-shirt in the Shrine Parade? Uh, I think that's what that means, yeah. Well, they can have my dues, card, and fez. I'm done. Nope. No noble in his capacity as a member of Shriners International Club Unit Organization Nobles, whatever. No rules against that. Shall what about my fez in... that's made out of a Confederate battle flag? <laughs> <laughs> shall participate in non-shrine public appearances in which a Confederate battle flag or any image that reasonably can be construed as or a reference to the Confederate battle flag no, no, no. Whoa, 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 is expected to be displayed by the organizer, promoter, or those in control of the premises or facility of the non-shrine event. Well, wait a minute. What what about this uh, <clears throat> Civil War reenactment group I'm a part of via the Shrine, where we uh, go fight Civil War battles and reenact them while wearing fezes? Does that mean I cannot be the flag bearer for the Confederacy anymore? I don't think that that I don't think that applies. And that that's the thing that's been the story of the whole week is all of the guys, Nitpicking. especially around here, who have gone into like uproar about this. You know what he means? They, yes, they knew exactly what he meant. And and then everyone starts drawing all of these just crazy scenarios. Well, the way it's worded, the way it sounds like if you're going to, like if the shrine's going to have a float in a parade, yes. and then there's another group that happens to have a Confederate flag, I guess you're supposed to take your fezes off, throw them on the no. ground, and walk off. Of course not. That's no. not what he means. It says where it's expected to be displayed by the organizer, promoter, or by those in control of the premises. Of course that's what he, not what he means. It's what he means is you don't sign up a float for the Confederate flag pride parade. Yes, or with the the South will rise again convention uh, taking place in Atlanta next week. Uh, Are you serious? It's no. a real thing. No, I, I don't know. I was poking at you. Oh. I have no interest. Like he doesn't know. in the Confederacy. Um, you know, it's as much as you hate to admit it. Pennsylvania had nothing to do with the Confederate States of America. It just, Neither does the state we actually live in. I know. Well, that's that's what I, I was know getting what, at. Okay. And people I here, just slow. there's this romantic notion. So, what was that? Was that a joke? <laughs> Did it go? It's it's gone. Our uh, our state just, mailing list, just like oh, never mind. Our state email list for Masons here went into uproars about this this week. And I mean, you had the comments about you know I, I'm done with the shrine. This is why I'm leaving. So on. I was done with the shrine when I found out they had clean <laughs> clowns. Have y'all not seen it? You get the uh, you get the a lot of the snarky responses from other guys that were just shortened to the point, such as bye. <laughs> Or uh, or our past grandmasters. Now you response, have to quote which is when I forwarded you guys. You have to quote what the gentleman said that he gave this response. Uh, you have to quote him word for word. I don't want to quote it. Uh, how about I do it because I didn't read it. Yeah. Okay. So this is like word of I mouth. Quote it if uh, you don't know the quote. It would. Uh, I kind of know the quote. How about paraphrasing? Paraphrase, I'm paraphrasing yeah. it. Uh, it. I'm out. Is what the guy wrote. And, yeah, I know he's got to edit it. So now you're not even paraphrasing. So that's what he wrote. In uh, no, there was an F bomb in the email. That's, yeah, that's the thing is there was an F bomb, and so then our favorite past grandmaster says, "Well, I appreciate your thoughtful comments and insight on this discussion. Hmm. Have a good day. Good day, sir. Yeah, it was it was very funny. Thank you for your thoughtful insight. I think was the was the response. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you know him, it's like right. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and it just kept going back and forth. So my inbox was flooding out with all the shrine it's like, here's stuff. The thing, like, I don't why really do you care about the shrine? Like, why? Why do people care so much about this flag that they'd quit the shrine over it? Like, the shrine's not saying you can't go to a, a flag parade. Just you can't go and wear a fez. Yes. <clears throat> yep. Is it uh, so much the flag itself, or just the principle of getting rid of anything that offends one person that lives? 3,000 miles away. There's a lot of stuff that offends me, but you know what? I don't care. Well, but when you're, yeah. when you're, the, I mean, I can I see when you're the, the president. Yeah, there's a tiny bit, principle. yeah. You know, it's like, really? Well, here's the thing. Like, whenever you're talking about Shrine International, like, the people who are really going to be upset about it's going to be Mississippi, Alabama, those people, because Prince Hall Lodges aren't a part of the Shrine down there <laughs> a lot of times. But whenever you're talking about Shrine International, Prince Hall Lodges can be a part of the Shrine in a lot of other states. So if you as an organization are letting them display what you feel like, whether you're correctly viewing it the same way they're viewing it or not, whether you both agree on what it means, if you view it as an emblem of hate, wouldn't it be nice for me to go ahead and take it down because it offends you and we're brothers? I think the Puffing Tate's approach was he just doesn't want the Shrine to have any part of this debate. Agreed. Like, it's just, the Shrine's not the place for this, so we're just not doing it. Like, it's, go fly your Confederate flag at home, you're not going to do it in front of the Shrine It's kind of politics. That's my whole thing with them, just with the flag itself. I mean, it's not a freaking flag of hatred. It was a freaking battle flag of the other confederacy. But the problem... Which wasn't about freaking black people in, in the first place. It but wasn't the, about slavery. But I think if it had died with that, if it had been the confederate battle, battle flag and that's what it was used for and it was used for southern pride, southern heritage, I don't think it would have been a problem. I think okay, it offends me with the Black Panthers will throw their fist up in the air and chant all the, the white hate crap that they do yeah that offends me okay you know what if they should be illegal but if the malcolm x crap but if the shrine if the shrine was was letting that happen i would have a problem with that too i mean it's it's just the guy in charge of an organization it's just a matter of principle we're not we're not gonna be part of this and and i get that and i don't disagree with that but it's it's the shrine i'm just tired of everybody jumping on this bandwagon well, and that's what was funny that uh, that Nick pointed out that I was getting to in a minute. Like the shrine is withdrawn from this debate, but it's withdrawn from this debate months after the rest of society has moved on to the next thing. Right. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> the clowns had screwed up the television. They just now got a newspaper. <laughs> they had got seltzer all up in the television. It wasn't working the past few months. Somebody sobered up, walked down to the corner, got a newspaper. It was like, oh shit, did y'all read this? <laughs> Yeah, we better disengage from this. So it's, I mean, it's it's the the shrine trying to protect its public face because unlike the blue lodges, the shrine is a very very much a public facing entity, and politics and perceptions is a big part of their operation because that's that's what they do. PR is very important to them because they raise money from the general public to support their philanthropies. It it made perfect sense to me. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, but. At the same time, I did see the argument. Like the first comment after I put this up on Reddit was uh, about, well, what next? Are we going to start banning certain kinds of art and books and whatever else that someone doesn't like? And and it's it's all the hyperbole that came from this. I really don't think that the shrine has a problem if you've got a historical flag display in your shrine temple of all the flags that have flown over your town, and one of them happens to be a Confederate flag. I really don't think that's what he's talking. You're about. You're talking about context. He's he's talking about you can't have a Confederate flag flying off the flagpole in the front of your shrine temple in the town square. 
you just can't. They're not going to take part in that debate anymore. And I think if I was in his position, maybe I would have done the same thing, not because I really care one way or the other, because I don't, but it's just we don't need to be part of this. Like this, We're not engaging in this debate. The shrine is going to just stop. And and let let the public go hash that out. Look, we're going to worry about clowns, yes, and fezzes, and the little cars, and the little cars, and helping. Kids. You have to wonder with this being Shriners International, it's like secondary to all of this like, stuff. The <laughs> that's what all the other stuff's for. The potentate at some shrine and in, in in Italy or somewhere. I, I wonder if he's like getting this order down from from the Imperial Ribbon and, and like what the hell. What's a what, what is this? <laughs> like you know, the guy in Canada is like, right, really, right? right. <laughs> what? Uh, some some little guy in Japan. Well, oh, take down your Confederate flags. Who had these? Going after the Tokyo Shrine. Do you think you just save on email cost by not emailing those places with this order? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I would do. I just. <laughs> That's what went through my head when I first read it. Was it was coming from Shrine International? I was I was picturing like the the potentate of a shrine in Tokyo just throwing oh, up his hands like. Right. But, but I want to display this flag. It has no racial context in Japan. I just thought it was cool. But uh, but we must take down the Anola Gay flag. Uh, so. <laughs> Dude, it was it was a shot in the dark, man. Like I thought, there's a joke there. Yeah, I'm yeah. just not quick enough to find it. About how we bombed them with two atomic bombs. Yeah. Thank you for explaining it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, everybody got where you were going. It's well, just, I know it. I, there's nothing well, funny it, about. I'm agreeing. It's not good. Explain a joke. You kill the joke. So uh, I knew I used to work with this guy who was mm-hmm. really kind of an asshole. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he was telling a story one time about how when they stopped and he was in the navy, when they stopped in Japan, he got a. Uh, put back on the boat for the two week leave they were in Japan because he got off the boat in Japan wearing a shirt that had a mushroom cloud on it it said made in America tested in Japan (laughs) got off the boat in Japan wearing this shirt so they put his ass on the boat for the next two weeks now it was all kinds of wrong not just from the politically correct standpoint but that wasn't made in America it should have said made in Germany manufactured in America and Mm. tested in Japan Sorry. Thought I, I'd get, that out I get what you're... Yeah. yeah. I get touchy about the, the taking credit for things that uh, we didn't necessarily do. Operation Paperclip. Yeah. He gets touchy about Germany not getting credit. Proper credit <laughs> for <laughs> doing <laughs> that. <laughs> they were German <laughs> scientists that did it. Well, we Einstein, Oppenheimer, all those guys were German scientists. They were also Jewish, so it's not that I've got an obsession with Germany. <laughs> it He's got is, an obsession though. with Jews. It, it kind of yeah. is, Harlan. German juice. You were yeah. talking about how awesome Germany was like all last night. Too. No, I was talking about how awesome German tanks were, and that was no, weeks ago. No, no, no. Oh, no, oh wait, last never night. mind. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, our grand or our our senior warden um, has taken in a foreign exchange student. I thought she was from Germany. She's from Italy, though. So I was. That's because Tony did the accent wrong. To be fair, yes, though. Yes, yes, he did. Um, so yeah, he has a uh, he has a young lady from uh, from Europe living mm-hmm. in his home. And hasn't been to Lodge. Imagine that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And by the way, my son, so many jokes. We've got a whole year to do this. She is like the hottest thing to come off, man. Is she attractive? I, yeah, I she's cute. I heard from Italy. Kid, I just figured she was hairy. Kid, I mean, she's cute. Oh, and she can cook. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can tell whether if you were sixteen, if that would be an attractive female to you. Oh yeah, I mean, if I was sixteen, yeah, I'd be on it like white on rice. <laughs> Are so your son and her a, a, a thing? No, 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 no. My son was Here's- a leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your son wants it to be a thing. It's just right. a matter of whether or not he can pull it off. He's walking that's, around that's studying at it. Right He's got a while. That's heartbreak that's waiting true. to happen. Yeah, In a year, she's going to get back on a plane. It's perfect. Heartbreak waiting to happen. That relationship has an expiration date. You know what it is going into it. That's the her, best kind. Her dad is from an Italian family. Might be the mom. Well, isn't that what mafia means? Family, right? Something like that. Let's go with yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, by definition, (laughs) he's going after a mobster's daughter. Something like that. Well, as long as we treat her good, then it's not a big deal, is it? Yeah. Yeah, but you have. Your son's a teenage boy. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I don't. It's not that he doesn't mean well. To be fair, he's though, he's a teenage boy. <laughs> no, to be fair, though, his son's like one of the cool kids of the teenagers. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is he talked about treating her right, and then I'm like, but it's teenage boy. You, 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 you don't te- know what that is yet. Treat her better than most other teenage That's boys. True. It's all relative. That's right. Or maybe I'm just projecting my own teenage history on everyone. You're kind of an asshole, Marlon. Though, to be fair, you're yeah, you true. still treat women like you're a teenage boy. Hey, it it works. So, uh, Job's daughters. Oh yeah, yeah. The daughters of Job. Yes, that's uh, the the last Bethel in our town may actually not close because of uh, this change. Uh, I forget the proposition or amendment <clears throat> number, but the uh, Jobies ten. ten. The Jobies had their convention, and they modified their rules so that uh, you don't have to be a relative of a Freemason to join the Job's Daughters if you can get someone who's otherwise qualified to sponsor you. So a Freemason or a uh, or a Job's sponsor of some sort to sponsor you in so that uh, these girls can bring their friends who aren't related to Masons in. Which I don't really think is that big of a change. Uh, I've got a buddy here in town, the guy that runs the local karate school. I think you've met him. He used to come to the fair and do yeah. the demos with his you kids. You should and call stuff. them karate. His uh, wife and daughter were really into Job's daughters, like for a long time. In fact, he's an inter apprentice mason at a nearby lodge. He joined, pays his dues, but never moved on. He wasn't yeah. interested in being a Freemason. He just did that so that his wife and daughter could do their thing with the Jobies, and they. I've heard from them stuff where, like, one of her friends would want to join, and they would go back up family trees and stuff. They would find a mason somewhere. Like, they would shake one out of the family tree. But that's a lot of work. And it's it's a huge detachment. Like, it's like, you know, fifth cousin, six times removed, or some crap like that. But it works just so this girl can join this club with her friends. And so I don't know that this... this Amendment that passed really is going to change much. I, I don't think it will change much, and I just think make it easier. Yeah, it, you don't have to do that work now. And here's the other thing: like you're not going to be getting general population joining it anyway. It's going to be either somebody who has a mason in their family or a friend of someone who has a mason in their family, and that's who you want anyway. Yeah, I mean that's that's who you want in that but, group. But the thing of it is, I mean, it's I mean the, these kids programs. It's like the Demolay doesn't have that restriction, and it. 
it gives the, you know these kids and an, uh, kind of an insight of what Freemasonry is to to a small extent. And you know even you know with the Job's daughters, you know they grow up, they have children, they got a son, or you know they get married, and you know they could say you know hey you know kind of point them in a direction, and you know it's I think it's a good thing because mm-hmm. it may you know grow our fraternity in the type of people we want in our fraternity even if it doesn't it puts us in a good light for the rest of their life if if it's a good organization yes in my opinion which doesn't really matter not having anything to do with the job's daughters your opinion never matters that's what the show is about so i'm going to say it anyway uh one of the issues i've seen with the job's daughters that the malay and the rainbow girls don't suffer from as much is is the, the patronizing nature of that institution like it's it's not a kids organization where you've got these sponsors and they sit back and watch and the kids do their thing. Like it's very much run and and govern. It's pretty much all handheld by by the parents, like by the adults that run this group. Whereas when you look at something like the Demolay, the kids have much more responsibility for doing their own thing, and the sponsors are there to kind of sidelines. It's all they do. Yeah, yeah, chaperone. They're they're just keeping them from going off the deep end. But otherwise, you let them do what they do. Mm-hmm. And the Job's daughters doesn't really function that way, at least not from what I've seen. So, and that maybe may be part of the reason why they're they need to look at. Yeah, because yeah. kids don't want to join these groups. That where just adults are going to tell them what to do all the time. Well, and that's they, what they get that at home. That's part of like what would differentiate them from the Girl Scouts, where they don't really have like a den mother, where they're the den mothers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <Kinda. laughs> um, yeah, no, I I know what I'm saying. I don't know whether what I'm saying makes <laughs> sense. Um, but that could be a selling point because everybody knows who the Girl Scouts are. Nobody mm-hmm. knows who the hell Job's daughter or the Rainbow Girls are. Right. I mean, if you told me you were a member of the Rainbow Girls, I would say, of course, Harlan, because you're a homosexual male. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wouldn't I that be the Rainbow that Boys? Was that not? I think that's the Rainbow Tonight. Boys, and that's mm. a that's a cover band for something. I'm like sure. at this point, like I'm so far behind in the jokes, like I'm just shotgunning and trying to get a good one out anywhere. Nothing's even hit. Yay for narcotics. You're just shooting into the void. Hmm. Which is a... Never mind. Nope. Freemasons and social media. Uh, That wasn't the name of that post. No, but that that was the gist of the post. I thought it was about upholding your obligations on social media, which didn't make... That actually made less sense. That part didn't make sense. But but his post... Thanks, Harlan. Basically what it is, he's talking about a brother who he knows is a brother who posts Freemasonry things, who then post anti-Muslim propaganda, for lack of a better word, cartoons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know about We're very familiar. But, uh, mm. very, something. Very familiar with this situation, except yeah. not on social media. It was on email. Everywhere. <laughs> We're familiar with this situation everywhere. Well, there was one guy in particular. Yeah, well, that, that one guy was, he was beyond the pale. And, and, we, and then Josh wanted to get all involved and call him out, and we talked josh into not doing it and then he did it anyway well and then that guy later got expelled for something completely different did a year later that that was the guy that would blow up our state email list with whatever just vitriol he could find across the internet with obama being the antichrist and muslims inflating the gas prices to punish the christians and and that's absolutely that's payback for crusades go on so far this guy's crusades They got long memories, dude. They wrote that shit down. We didn't exactly fare well in the Crusades, if you recall. 
And when I say we, I'm referring to the Western world because you were caught in the middle part, being yeah. a Jew. You were so, in between a rock and a hard we're place. Still, well, I mean, ask 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 a Shriner sometime why their fezes are red, since Arabic fezes are traditionally black. Yeah, but that's a question that doesn't view, get brought up often. As the heroes, actually, I don't know. Yeah, no Shriner does, and when you when you start asking that question, it. Some people get a little upset. Go on, I I'd like to know. I don't I don't have the full story in front of me, and not being a Shriner, I don't want to quote. Go go do some googling, uh, research for yourselves. We'll talk about it after the show. Um, yeah, the Crusades was a it was a give and take sort of thing. Yeah. I mean the the Muslims got got their piece too. Um, but they did give us crescent rose and coffee. Yeah, that is a good thing that come out of Crusades. I don't think God, those were. Crescent rolls. I don't think that was crusaders and their adversaries. I think that was guys with wagons and and trading. No, I, I thought coffee was. I thought the coffee they found it like after they took over Muslim positions, and then they started yeah, just, eating the beans and was like, "What the hell is this?" It was just traders going back and forth. I think that I was know. later. Okay, I don't know. It sounds good. It does. It does. And crescent rolls, because, you know, they're a crescent. Because like the we, we, we want to say that, you know, something came good out of the Crusades when really, no. Nothing well, how about good. the Children's Crusade? That's my favorite crusade. Let's get a bunch of kids together. God will protect them, and they'll take over the Holy Land. What's that? They didn't even make it there? They got slaughtered before they got there? Oops. Bad call on that one. Yeah. No, nothing good came out of that whole set of centuries. It just... Yeah, it was bad. Probably called the Dark Ages for a reason, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe where that name come from, you think? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Although, well, the, the idea of the warrior monk came out of that, and that's... That's a bad thing. You can't use you a know. blade he, so he can bludgeon your head in with a brick? <laughs> <laughs> let's, give him, let's give him a pipe. Whatever works. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a priest, man. He can't use no weapons. Can't give him a pipe. shed blood so he can use this mace and... and mash your face in as long as you don't bleed. I did kind of tie the, the the holy man and mace thing together, which is a yeah. like an archetype of, of that role it's a in Dungeons and a Dragons lot of things there. now. Yeah. Dungeon Diablo, Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. Yeah. But I, think, I, mean, I meant beyond video games, but also no, there. No, good. I'm I'm glad that happened so we could have this class in video yeah, games. The, right. the whole the right. whole concept of the paladin, exactly. Like that's, yeah, it would, yeah. There would it would be totally missing in in D and D if there was. You can have a paladin. paladin without a mace. You can't have a well-rounded paladin a party without a paladin. And some of them have swords. Also, also. Well, I mean, to the, the idea of the D&D. knight with with holy powers. It was. <laughs> anyway. Don't need to take so, a priest along with you. To me, if you're going to post Freemasonry free stuff, going to make it well known on your Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, Periscope, um, some restraint. MySpace. I'm kind of out of social media sites. Is MySpace still around? I think so. I think it's mostly it's for bands. It's real now big still. in South America that no one else has ever heard of. What? Okay. There's that social net. I always see like Alta the. Vista. I always see the link to it, like when everybody has the social media links on posts and stuff, so you can share it on all these things, and it's... What is the name of that? I'll think of it after the show. Fascinating. Anyway, here's my point. When you make it well-known on one of these sites that you're a Mason, you just put an emblem on your car. You can't drive like an asshole anymore. Oh, contraire. Shouldn't drive like an asshole anymore. Okay, fair enough. Once you make it well-known on a social media site that you are a Mason... You can no longer behave in a manner that you wouldn't want people associating with Freemasonry. 
But I think in the minds of these individuals, that is very much an attitude. They want to associate it with Freemasonry. Oh. Well, they're wrong. Well, they are wrong, but they're, they're, it's it's entirely intentional. It's not like they're like, oops, I forgot to take down my, my Freemason logo as my profile picture before mm-hmm. I posted this. They knew what they were doing. They're very proud to be Freemasons, and they're also very proud to be bigots. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, I no longer have a solution to this problem. I mean, the... Uh, the solution is for the uh, master to exercise some control in his lodge, and, and yeah, you but know. you can't have the master police in everybody's Facebook page. Not, not on Facebook, but this this stuff starts in the lodge. You they, they you come to lodge and you hear this stuff. No, because a lot of these guys that are all about Freemasonry on their Facebook page ain't darkened a lodge door uh, in ten years. I'm just talking well, about true, our but. lodge in particular. And I know that the master knows how to do it because he did it last night when people were applauding me after my speech, and the first guy oh, clapped yeah, and he good. smacked the gavel. There, there yeah, were three good. claps before he. It stopped was like that. clap, clap, gavel. That wasn't that, that wasn't was applause. The gavel he hit all night too. Dang, that was funny. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut everything down. <laughs> Don't clap for him. Do you know who he is? He works for the enemy. And then I clapped anyway. Uh, it's because you're a suck up. Mm. Wise oh, man. Marlin, I will no. remember you in high places. <laughs> Speaking of high places, um, so I don't know what to do on that. I mean, if you send mm. him an email, you're just gonna get in a fight. If you send him yeah. a private message, like, "Hey, you shouldn't be displaying this," talking about being a Freemason, and then Muslim bashing, African American bashing, Obama, well, Obama bashing—that's politics. I don't really care about that. Unless it's like well, crazy, I mean, that's, that's Obama is a Muslim bashing. Near as bad. Mm. I mean, mm. I, we've seen some pretty nasty things just from local brothers, and I, I don't yeah, know what you do about it either. You're talking about somebody can't talk about politics on Facebook. No, I'm not saying well, that. I don't not, care if you talk about politics. A Mason or not, that's not. They're that, not. That, that doesn't. Talking about the merits of, of a policy or this guy as a candidate. They're well, talking. You just said about, Obama bashing. That's. Yeah, but when we say Obama bashing, we're talking about bashing Obama because he's a Muslim Muslim That's not what you said, though. You said that afterwards. I I know. I I was not clear enough, Bruce. I apologize for my unclarity. All right. I'm just clarifying. We're good. No, No, we're clear. I I bash Obama on social media all the time, just like I bash George Bush on social media. I'm an equal opportunity basher. But for things he's done, not for race, religion, so on and so forth. Got it. Nationality. Mm. Where's your birth certificate? I don't know. I did Nobody. make that comment when we were fighting the smoking ban about uh, menthol cigarettes, which I discovered later was probably not appropriate. What so. did you say? Uh, something about... Uh, uh, were you accidentally o- racist again? Obama was pushing like the, the smoking ban stuff, and then there was that news about he still enjoys... Uh, he he smoked in the Oval Office the first couple years or whatever. <sighs> Did you say if and the president could smoke his coals in the Oval yes. Office, we should be able to... Yes. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I didn't say coals. I said uh, his menthols. But apparently uh, saying the president smokes menthols is racist as yes. well. Yes. Um, it's a black stereotype that all blacks smoke menthol cigarettes. I and I don't blame them if they do because menthol cigarettes are delicious. I it's what I smoke. I, I think that's a fair stereotype. Every black guy I know that smokes smokes menthol. Like that's I have. He just won't let it go. 
No, it's well, mine. I mean, there's a little bit of a difference. There, there is a fine line between stereotypes and racism. It's one. Is I mean, not I, I, it's not like I. The, I the, the post didn't talk about sipping grape drink and smoking menthol. I mean, like, just like literally, <laughs> like I, I keep waiting for him to say. The other day, I saw Obama walking down the street eating half a watermelon and smoking a cool. <laughs> sipping that grape drink, yeah. yeah well, he's well. only got two hands. How's he gonna eat watermelon, sip grape drink, and smoke a cigarette? Secret Service. Yeah. Oh damn! I forgot Come he's got on. he's got people there to hold he's stuff. Got a lot him. of hands. <laughs> uh, oh, Harlan. And and then there's Al Sharpton, who's like always right there beside him anyway. So he's just a bad person. It has nothing to do with race <laughs> with him. He's just a bad person. I think, like just in general, uh, like a bad human being. Yes. I mean, I think of him in the same light as Jerry Falwell. To be fair, though, so I you know it's the equal opportunity. Uh, I agree. You know, they're the same kind of bad. Reverend bashing, yeah. But that doesn't work. What I'm trying to do because I'm trying to be intentionally racist, if you recall. So, I, yeah, I'm failing, failing. It only works when it's an accident. No, I think yeah. saying the president automatically smoked menthols just because he's yeah, an African American was, was that, pretty racist. That was unintentional, and and so that's that's not part of the new harlan the new harlan is intentionally I mean, racist and it's all the seattle shriners fault the, uh, did we did we give up on this already how is that unintentional <laughs> because That's exactly I, what you meant to say because i wrote it years ago <laughs> and i just I, someone pointed it out to me I, but why would you why would you like denote what kind of cigarettes you think he smokes i didn't say cigarette i just said menthols like because i was i was in political argument mode do you remember the smoking ban fight I we do. had here? i do but like why would you point out these smoking menthols i don't are they know. worse for I you i don't know i was i was throwing these things out with press releases and posts and whatever I, there was not a lot of proofreading that went into these things it just it was stream of consciousness michelle yeah, obama is we know lies he's basically writing michelle obama as we know is a fan of fruits and vegetables especially watermelon <laughs> that's essentially what he wrote and he's like I don't get why it's racist I like watermelon I, I do too that. it's delicious who doesn't like watermelon what is the matter with you not liking watermelon Bruce it doesn't taste I like tuna I have watermelon since I was 8 have I you ever tried it. putting it salt on it it makes me sick put some salt on it Literally it's delicious makes me sick. it's delicious hmm. you're, you're just wrong hmm. this is just one other thing we found you're wrong about okay so uh Brothers with alcoholism. Kick them all out. Mm. <laughs> I don't oh, know. So, oh, so go like the opposite of the idea of this fraternity. All right. I'm, a, I'm a member oh, of a, a left turn. <laughs> I'm a member of a professional association that, throughout the course of professional memberships, has a hundred percent alcoholism rate. So I don't really have much to speak to here. I don't know what the hell he just said. Do you? I'm saying that the bar association, its members, that that's the. The stuff they tell you in ethics training is not not like here are the dangers of alcoholism. It opens up with at some point in your career you're going to be an alcoholic. <laughs> so here's the number you call when you need help. It's nice. Yeah. Hmm. Nick, Nick knows what I'm talking about. He probably had to go to the same ethics training where they're like, "You're going to be an alcoholic, so make sure you know what to do ahead of time." Don't you? I mean, you can't have a different drug of choice. Is it, is cocaine, it, but it's it harder well, to get. Oh, well, no, those, that's, that's what I was those trying are, to say without saying Those it. are a thing, too, but those are more in the like, 60-70% range. Or that's, that's not, not, not alcoholism, which is 100%. I mean, I don't know. Like, he's... I don't know. Well, maybe he, if the lodges would let us drink yeah. after lodge, 
Hey, then, then we wouldn't have we, to carry that somewhere else. Yeah, we, hmm. it wouldn't be such a big old deal. That's a good idea. This guy let's, was, let's talk about this that. This guy was talking about how he's finally admitted he has a problem. He's two days sober, and he's worried he's not going to be able to go to the bar with his brothers anymore for a while. It's uh, just I mean, not something okay. he's going to be able to do. That's a true. Okay. He that's, shouldn't. I mean, that's kind of like I mean, you for a while anyway. You can't carry that stone back to be used at the quarry until you finish chipping off some of the edges. Yeah, but here's it's, the thing. Like... If we had alcohol in Lodge, he probably wouldn't be able to come to Lodge anymore. Mm. Waving a steak in front of a hungry dog, dude. I mean, we don't have it in Lodge. He could still come to Lodge and then leave. Maybe, but also that might be healthy because there you've got that fraternal support because you're going to have to learn to function as a recovering alcoholic amongst yeah. other people that's, who drink. That's a good point. Like, And Lodge would be a good place to start learning to do that. You could put both of the sturts like on either side of you while you're sitting there with the shakes and the... <laughs> yes. No. no. And every time you go to reach for the glass of wine, they smack your hand. No! I said I mean, no. The junior warden's just standing like, over your shoulder. That's that's a funny, funny extreme, but I... I if you're no, gonna have I mean, to, I'm taking it to an extreme, yeah. but... You're going to have to learn to do that. You could be, like, forced to be there in the presence with it with people who yeah. aren't going to let you handle it yes. if you share like with them guys, that you're an alcoholic and now sober. And guys that you trust, and you care about their opinions, and so you're, you've got the extra incentive not to screw up because you care about your brothers and what they think. Like, I think that would be the perfect place to start learning to re-socialize again. If you're in a decent lodge. If yes. it happened in this lodge... Oh, they'd be waving it in your somebody, face. And, yeah. Somebody would sit down and pour two drinks and say, Why did I pour two? Hmm, you want the extra? <laughs> well, that's because this actually. is a lodge full of assholes. But I'll tell you what, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll trade you a bottle of Jim Beam for your chip. You got your chip? Give me your chip, I'll give you this whole <laughs> bottle. That dude just collects chips like like crazy, like <laughs> Vietnam soldiers collected ears. He's got them on a necklace. It's the fourth one this year I've broke. That would th- Jason's describing his role. Yeah, exactly. In an after prohibition lodge. That's, yeah, that's Jason. Oh shit, that is me. Hmm. <laughs> I should take a look at the man in the he's, mirror. Maybe he's got a little little bag around his neck just to be funny, and it's full of those coins from the <laughs> AA program. I'll call something I'd have a problem with. Yeah, we know. That's why I don't drink, but on rare occasions. But I if you thought there was an opportunity to screw with someone else, you would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's who that's, I am. Yeah. Probably not to this extent. Except the chaplain who would be then doing it to you. So everything yeah. goes in cycles in this lodge. Jason screws with everybody, and then the chaplain screws with Jason. The more of that story is, in the ocean, there's always a bigger fish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're talking a about a guy who screws with the chaplain. You're talking about a guy that sat through that entire I don't novel. Know. I'm not on that level. Stand. We have yet to meet that man. No, that fish is out there. We just don't know who it <laughs> right. is. It's probably somebody he works with or something. No, it's our it's our county mayor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. She she screws with him big time. Oh, that's good. Oh yeah, in ways that no one else can. He's already campaigning against the person who's going to run against her in the next election. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's, he's he's already like, we got to support this campaign. Why? I don't even like he, that person. He, he draws because she's out running the, against so-and-so. He draws out the dominoes for you with campaign donors and supporters here, and, and you got to care about this city council race on the other side of the county because when the chips all fall this way, it's going to hurt her. Right. He's, he's got a little bit of he's an got obsession. A, he's got yeah. a whiteboard. He's Glenn Becking that up, putting on those glasses. Oh, yeah. All right. So, so there you uh, go. There's your bigger fish. 
That's it. Hope you get, you know, to where you can stand it. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, brother. Uh, I, I guess we should throw in some notes of encouragement amongst all of our chicanery about it's cool that you've admitted the problem and are working on fixing it. Well, lesser men than you have been able to beat it. support, your lives is probably the best place to find it. Lesser men than you have been able to beat it, so you can too. Yeah. We're here for you, brother. Kind of. I mean, we're here I mean, we're in there. Pennsylvania, we're, but... I mean, uh, not there. We're here. You're there. Best of luck. <laughs> it's a good thing. Jason's not there to put shot glasses in front of you and... and I probably wouldn't do that until you had a year in. Let's be yeah. fair. If I'm going to break him, I'm going to break him good. Yeah. Okay. Two days is kind of easy. So, that's uh, rough. Alcoholism's rough. It's uh, it's a plague in my family. So, uh, well, I, I this was on the board from last week, so we kind of have to handle it. But uh, hell has officially frozen over. Ryan made a post that I was a hundred percent on his side with. Didn't even realize it was him was cheering this dude on happened to look at the name and i was like oh hmm and then you wanted to find some way he was wrong but couldn't, couldn't do it he's 100 percent right he was at a master mason degree and the guy had brought his service animal with him a little lap dog kept it in the crate the entire degree first of all why are you calling it a service animal because that's what the guy called it okay you need to put that in quotes or something um you can't see quotes on the internets well, you can. You can't hear quotes on the internet. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. If it was you can say the word quote. Quote. Service animal. Quote. There you go. That's good enough. So he keeps it in the container. He's got a part in the work. The Every time he leaves the dog side, the dog's whining and, and upset that the guy's gone. Then in Lodge. In Lodge. While the degree's going on. Keeps yeah, going over. The and, dog sounds okay, like a past master. Okay. It kind of does, actually. <laughs> Maybe the dog was it's a on past the master. Lines. Uh, maybe the guy was a service animal to the dog. <laughs> Whining. Maybe on the that's where we got confused. Lines, yeah. So it's not a dog he needs constantly with him twenty four seven because he said the dog's at home with him all day at work or at home alone all day while he's at ugh, all day while he's at work and that's why he brought it with him to lodge. Um, and he's like, you know, I really don't think this guy should have brought this dog. It was distracting because it's not a service animal, and it was not. It's a dog in a cage. Service. It's this this whole thing. Oh, this is a button of mine. If With I had to take a guess, I'd say the dog is a service animal to relieve for, anxiety. Yes, it's, this this whole anxiety thing. I, I snapped on this stuff way back in the Here's early the part. Solution: of, Don't get him a dog. Give him a big teddy bear. Like like way back in the early part of law school, because some of this stuff's out of hand. Like there's there's been cases well, okay. about like the restaurant that wouldn't let this lady bring her miniature pony into the restaurant with her and it's her like service animal but it's it's there because you've got anxiety issues and need so, this miniature pony so let me ask you this lawyer uh, is there is there a definition for service animal that it varies i think you get a doctor's note most pretty much yes most state you get a doctor's note that you need a service animal and that's your service animal No, I'm, i mean what defines a service animal an animal that serves a purpose i, I don't know the technical definition it's it's like pornography. You know it when so, you see it. So no, then? Okay. The traditional definition that most of us would have is when you're blind and you've got a seeing eye dog right. or when you're deaf and you have some kind of animal that helps there. 
Or when you have some kind of physical disability, that there's an animal that can help you cope with it. Or you're in a wheelchair and you got a trained monkey who opens cabinets and stuff for you. It's got little dollar sticks on called 911 when you have a seizure. That's a thing? Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. It but really is awesome. I want a trained monkey. What do I have to do to get the, the I don't know, but I saw a Lose thing. Lose my arms? The, the monkey would fix him tea. Like, he would oh, microwave man. the water. The monkey would get the tea packets down and steep the tea. Can I get one of those anyway? I, it was a little tiny monkey. It wasn't a big monkey. It was like one like I this. Mean, I, I, like, where do they sell them here in the city? That would be... I've always wanted like, like a little monkey that, that could just hang out on my shoulder and... The monkey was super smart. He'd say yeah. things like he would say, like, go get me the remote. And the monkey would run in the get the remote and bring it back to him. It was super cool. I almost wanted to be disabled well, for like five so, seconds to have a monkey like except that. Except then, you know, something the monkey doesn't agree with comes on the cable news channel and then it's throwing poo at the TV. Where's the diaper? There's, can't there's get to that. its poo. Uh, Problem solved. Yeah, so. Who changes the diaper, though? The monkey. Yes, you do. Maybe the monkey does. It's a pretty so smart damn monkey. I can my remote control, but I can change my monkey's diaper. It's a little tiny monkey. It probably gets up in your lap. Yeah. So it's uh <laughs> we need to talk more logistics service, about this. Service service animals. <laughs> Our animals that are trained is is the key point to to serve a particular function, but that's not the way that the law tends to treat it and it drives me crazy. You got people with their with their guinea pig on the airplane because they can't be without their pig. Now, hang on. And it's uh, guinea pigs are smart animals. Yeah, they're also a nuisance on an airplane. That is my favorite pet, past a dog. I know some people that can't be without their pig. Mm. That is no way to talk about it. A couple guinea pigs was her favorite pets, too. They ended up disappearing. What did you do to the guinea pigs? Did you eat her guinea pigs? No, I just set them free. They wanted to be free. I hated the little things, These these things, like... You're a monster! The one from this post. Hey, not to the guinea pig! It's Until not it a service a animal. Or something. It, it's a pet. Yes. And, and, and it seems that we can't draw this distinction. If it's in a cage, there's no purpose it can serve. It, it, it's a pet. It well, makes you feel like good because you can pet it and you don't want to be It goes along the same lines. You got these people that they got these little dogs and stuff, and they actually treat them like they're children. And I'm like... Fur babies. I'm like, really? The women carry them in a special purse and that, shit? Yes. That's and that's that's okay, but you can't no, it's not. you can't then expect the rest of society to bend to your need for your pet. Right, that, they're freaking animals. If you want to take your pet with you everywhere, that's fine. But you can't go places where you can't have a pet. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're blind and animal. you've got this well-trained German Shepherd that's not going to be a nuisance. It's going to help you not run into things, right, or get hit by a car. Yes, or... Th- that's that's completely different. So. In the discussion for this, of course, Tozen chimed in because there was a gentleman that he went to lodge with who was blind, and he had a CNI dog. And so the Grand Lodge of Connecticut is kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing because the dog attended so many meetings, gave him a deuce card and an apron. (laughs) So there was a picture on Reddit of this guy and his dog and, like, the members of that lodge all standing around, and the dog's wearing a little apron. That was a legitimate picture, too. It was a bunch of guys, and they're all, you know, yeah, for the picture. (laughs) Yeah, but that dog's not yipping in the sidelines. Well, and that's that's one of the things he talked about was, like, this dog, like most past masters, just sat on the sidelines and slept. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what he would do. He'd come in, he'd sit down, go to sleep. Or when it came time to do ritual work, the dog knew it. And so, 
conducted his owner to the appropriate place. But now here's the thing, though, is the dog was kind of a nuisance because also like a past master, when somebody would like hesitate on a line, the dog would start barking trying to give him the line. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy doing the degree is like, Ruff! no, I mean, that's not what it is. Would you sidelines, please pipe down? Yes. <laughs> Start growling. <laughs> when somebody messes up. Yeah. Back in my dog ear. That, that, that low growl from back in the corner of the dog's. <laughs> Lodge is going to hell. These new guys don't even got it. Or that exasperated sigh that big dogs do when somebody messes up. <sighs> they didn't do it that way when I was a pup. When I came in this lodge as a puppy. These guys wouldn't have stood for that kind of degree work. <laughs> a lot is going to hell. It's perfect. Anyway, so I just wanted to get around to a, a way to talk about the dog wearing an apron because it was cute. Yes. No, I mean, that that's cool. The, 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 I'm going to be that guy. One day there's no, the going to be a guy no, that, that comes in here. That dude should have not It's probably going to be Brother Squared or, or someone to that effect. It's like, I, I need I need this. <laughs> that does this, sound like something uh, Brother Squared would do. Just just to mess with me. This this Labradoodle is my... I'd put my, my red. Yeah. No, because Red would like He'd if be he was considerate. He would be considerate. Brother Squared would do it knowing it's going to get under like half of everybody's skin. True. This Labradoodle is here because I have high stress and anxiety, <laughs> and it lets me be here as he's got it in the crook of his arm, petting it like Doctor Evil petting a cat. <laughs> At least the cat wouldn't be as much of a nuisance. <sighs> It's cats just, are horrible animals. It's just gonna sit there, and stare menacingly yes. at people. Look, here's the thing: if you maybe and, run out and, there and, and play with the altar, knock cloth. over a column yeah. or something. If you die, a dog will guard your body till it dies of starvation. The cat will just start eating you. The cat will start with your eyes. Yeah, that's how you tell which animal you want to have. It's an ancient Egyptian thing. It's well, yeah, but they worshipped cats yeah, as the deities. Eyes. Yeah. Not not as your friend. They were they that's were because they acted, that's, what I'm that's where cats got it from. They acted better than the Egyptians, so they're like, Well they may be right. I, I guess they're I, better I, than us. I don't know. I guess we're gods. Mm. They they bathe and keep the rodents out of the greenhouse and yeah. yeah I'll take a dog any day over they, a cat. They, they sit up on the top of the of the obelisk and, and stare down at everybody like we're beneath them. No, you want to have a good cry. Here's what you do. There was a guy in Tokyo. Not Tokyo. It was Japan somewhere that died. And he had a dog. Not Tokyo. It wasn't Tokyo. It was Japan somewhere. Was, I somewhere else in Japan. Japan. There's there's more places in he Japan died. than Tokyo. I mean, you got Okinawa. He died. <laughs> that's not on mainland Japan. I know. That's. Uh, I don't know. It may have been where that nuclear reactor blew up. I can't remember. Anyway. Fukushima. What'd you say about Mama? Fukushima. Do you need to edit that? Can you write that down? <laughs> write that down. So, uh, this guy had a dog. He dies one day while he's at work. And every day when the guy would come home, he would go to the, the dog would go to the train, meet the guy, walk home with him, walk him back to the train, go back home. The dog went every day for like 10 years to the station to wait on his owner to come home because he didn't come home. When that dog died, they built a statue of the dog there because everybody in town knew the dog. It's a tearjerker. If you read the story, why did they let the dog do that? Why would you? Because they knew what he was going there for. Why would you stop him? They fed him and stuff. Why wouldn't you take the? 
I don't know. Why wouldn't you Japanese take the dog culture, to the man. body of the guy so the dog knows the guy is dead so he doesn't do that every day? I don't know. Japanese culture. Never thought about it. It's an honor <laughs> thing. I, I, I... Okay. Let the dog be in misery for 10 years. Cool. All right. Screw All right. that one. There was a dog <laughs> in World War II, a Yorkshire Terrier, and I can't remember his name, but he was called something the War Dog. A GI finds him in a trench, like just an abandoned dog. So he takes the dog. The dog, they built a little mini parachute for it. The dog, like, fought throughout the entire war. He was on an airplane, and he would bark at where he could hear the German planes coming hmm. before the people in the plane, so they would know what sector to, you know, to get ready for the machine guns for the German planes coming to shoot at him. That's pretty cool. He once, uh, like, opened a runway because a telegraph wire got broke. And they needed it run. They were going to have to shut down a runway where they couldn't use the runway. But instead, what they did is they tied the wire to the dog, told the dog to go under the runway through its little, t- like, 10-inch pipe. And he went through the pipe and basically, like, helped win this battle, more or less, because now they had access to this runway they wouldn't have had otherwise. And then he became a therapy dog. He was, like, the first therapy dog because they started taking him to hospitals. It's a hell of a dog. Yeah, he was, like, the best dog ever. Like, there's a book about him called, like, Two Pounds of Courage or something. Yeah, he's actually the the most, uh, uh, I guess, uh, awarded dog. Most highly decorated yeah, dog. No. Yeah, <laughs> highly decorated dog in military Like, history. he's, like, buried in a military cemetery with a statue of him. It's true. He's actually buried in Arlington. Yeah, and there's, like, a statue of him, like, at his grave. It's pretty a cool. little tiny Yorkshire Terrier. I can't remember his name, though. It was something the war dog is what they called him. Anyway. Yeah, I'm mm. curious. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Dogs are so much better than cats. That's just more proof, right? Got the fact. I just got a middle finger. You got those those oh, military dogs marching back and forth guarding the, the unknown dog house. That's uh, Well now you're just being kind of an asshole. I know. That's what I do. He's a cat guy. I always knew he was a cat guy. I'm not a cat guy. Look I at him. Doesn't he have a cat? He does. Uh, my wife has a cat. I hate so, that so cat. You have a cat. I hate that. You cat. have a cat. That cat lived with you. My existence. That cat lived with you before your wife lived with you. So that ain't your wife's cat. It did, and I. your cat. Hated this cat. Don't forget, he killed that dog that peed on his tire. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Left it outside. He's a bastard. So what was that dog's name? What was that imaginary dog's name? Uh, Tricks. Tricks. I remember the name of everyone I kill. So that dog's a person now. Mm Mm-hmm. I just got goosebumps. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It was Stubby. Stubby. Sergeant Stubby. Look that up. Sergeant, is it? Wow. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Stubby. They built him a parachute, dude. They built him a little dog parachute. Dang. Anyway. So there's only one last topic on that board. This is the one that's going to end the show. This one's all you, Jason. <laughs> and by end the right. show, we mean, like, for good. <laughs> for, good. for good, yeah. I'm done. See you. <laughs> I like how you guys both got exasperated with it. So a guy's looking to make a Freemasonry-related Magic the Gathering deck. What's that? A Freemasonry-related Magic the Gathering deck. What's magic? It's a game. It's a card game. Do you do, like, tricks? You it's like, like you Pokemon. Pull, you pull hats? Go, what? Rabbits it's like, it's like Pokemon. Hats? Okay, now y'all make all the fun you want so to. So it's a cartoon, or...? Well, it's a card game. It's a video game? About a cartoon. If I remember yeah. correctly, me and Bruce what, run a... a uh, card game, like, way after everything else? Yes. Okay. If I remember correctly, didn't me and you uh, 
Weren't we co-owners of a magic store that no. Bruce, that uh, no. Harlan was like, like an investor like a, in? I seem like to recall shop? the story, yeah. and, and I think uh, I think it didn't really it didn't really pan out in the long term. And Brother Squared, I think, bought did an you, interest. Did somehow, you get all your money back? And, uh, so you got like, all uh, your investment back, didn't you? Yeah, I don't Savory think that's decks. that's the definition of a good investment. Eh. I think you're supposed to. You could have lost money. To, to be, it's better than it could have been. <laughs> Did you see that face? I could have lost money. How dare you, sir? And this is why. <laughs> I don't lose money. Brother Squared, then, uh, yeah, I think he turned that into some kind of a little empire. Um, yeah. Then what did he do? He sold out. Mm-hmm. And made, like, 7,000%. Yeah, he definitely didn't lose money. <laughs> no, he didn't lose money, but I'm saying he did the same thing we did. He eventually sold he it. He did not do the same yeah, thing we no, did. No, he, he sold didn't out. make the money. He sold I'm out. I'm saying he did the a way better the end. job of the same thing that we did. I think he made like six or 7,000% in like a year and a half. I don't so think it was six or 7,000. Percent? Yeah. I think that's a bit about of a car with it. He did. <laughs> a new car. No, he didn't. He paid Did he? for his car. He paid his, his car off, didn't he? I mean, it yeah. was most of that. He he came out pretty well. I mean, in the end, it wasn't a lot of money, I'm not but when you measure it in percentages... Right. Better than was, us, but he also, yeah, he also worked. He a lot more man hours into he it did. than we did. Yeah, a lot more than what we a did. Lot. I don't know. I was a silent investor. You, hmm. Well, an absent investor. I wasn't so silent. That's exactly... There, we go. That's, there uh, we go. All right. that's what you were. We're in agreement. Anyway, also, also uh, the thing about Harlan, he didn't invest in that after me and you had it running and we had something yeah. going. And he's like, hey, I'm going to get in well, on this. Well, we had started making money on well, it. Well, you, you needed some capital to buy some merchandise. Mm-hmm. And like any good Jew, he snuck right in there when we needed him. Right. Yes. I was like, hey. Where else with, were you With a small bag of gold. Where else were you going to get the money from? Would you like this bag of gold? Yeah, if I don't get a return on this investment, I would demand a pound of flesh. Who's coming up behind me? CB. CB, what's up? Do, that, that'd be the Colonel Brian right there. Oh shit! I forgot we had a Colonel. That's not a Lieutenant. What did we say earlier? Lieutenant Colonel. We didn't. That's not a Lieutenant Colonel. That's a full Colonel right there, boy. Full bird. <laughs> Spelled a little different, but whatever. Same difference. No, it's not. K E R N E L. No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's a Colonel of Corn. <laughs> So, uh, Harlan, do you have anything to bring before this podcast before we proceed to close? I do not. I like how we didn't actually say anything about that at all. No, I mean, there's a bunch Jason of cards Jason just wanted out there. that on the board so we can talk about <laughs> uh, his, his there's business. A, there's a bunch of cards out there. There's No, don't. The Grand Architects one. Oh, why did I bring that back? There's a... Uh, Bruce. I'm sorry. I'm sorry! I want you to go outside and hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then come back. That sounds sexy as hell right there. <clears throat> I didn't know we were into that kind of party here, but I don't really? have a party. You, you didn't know that? The flogging doesn't start till the podcast is done, sir. Sweet. I'm the in. We have, we have continue rules around here until, until morale, morale improves. improves. I think I, okay, you took it too it far. It will there. never continue, Harlan. He's done busted that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm checking out now. Y'all, y'all done went too far. All right, anything going on this week, Harlan? Not a thing. We got well, some we, lodges. Yeah, it's we do got to hit the road again, the old dusty trail, and round up my term as Grand Lodge Oompa Loompa. Marshall, anything you're looking forward to in the coming seven days? Nope. No, sir. Good tuna and Arby's. Good tuna. The best. 
<laughs> Later. You need to throw some mackerel in there. No, sir. Mm, you ain't no Jew you, you've fish. never had my brand of tuna. Next you're gonna he, next you're gonna try having him even get to filter. No, mm. that, that ain't happening. I don't even know what that is. You ever had that? No. Ugh. Really? It's not bad. Mm. Mm. Okay. It's an acquired taste. Does I it think. have like an anchovy-like taste? That's kind of what no. I always no. imagined. No. It. no, it's like wet bread almost. It's yeah. It's, it's the texture for me. Yeah, I, I can see how you get hung up on the texture. All right. Well, now that we've degraded into uh, the merits of fish texture, uh, this has been episode eighty-five of the After. That has to be podcast. the name of this that has episode. To be the title of the episode: fish, the texture. Of fish Texture. Brought to you from the smoke-filled back room of a uh, local lodge near you. Good luck to the chaplain uh, as he's sandwiching soul fire with Mitos. Uh, city of brotherly, brotherly love. love. Yeah, yeah, you guys have a lot of fun there. Kind of glad he's not able to get into the Grand Lodge building. Uh, he left with a pocket knife and an empty Altoids can and was really excited about seeing the gold gilded walls of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. Uh, so yeah, good luck up there, Reverend Chaplin. Uh, you can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode of the After Lodge podcast at www.afterlodge.com. You can shoot us an email at afterlodge@gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail. The phone number is in the show notes. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. On IRC, where all of the cool kids are. Nope. At irc.snoonet.org. Town sign Freemasonry. And, of course, the best place to find us is the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. If you're not on Reddit, you're messing up. Yep. We'll see you next week, brothers. Later. Later.